Yes, it is that time again to support WRUU through your vote in the Connect Savannah Best of Savannah poll. It's easy. Go to the Connect Savannah website, www.connectsavannah.com, and click on the Best of Savannah voting image. Read the instructions and then scroll down and click the image labeled Media. Vote for WRUU in the Best Local Radio category. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Um, Our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesanow, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown. Hey everyone, welcome to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey and I'm here with Ashley Havy. Welcome. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. Okay. You did actually. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should have cleared that before we started. Welcome. <laughs> um, and she runs, her, her business is called Pashley Pottery. I wanted to ask you first off, is the name, does it um, significance? It was kind of an, like um, a few people in high school, I had this one friend who would call me Pashley or Pashy, and um, it's just, I like the alliteration that that had with pottery, like the two Ps, so it just kind of... Yeah, it worked great. Became a thing. (laughs) Okay, I want to read a bit, um, a line from Ashley's Instagram, it says, making beautiful things for people to enjoy, and then from her website, she said, um, from dinner shared with a significant other on handmade tableware, to a cup of morning coffee with your best friend, This connection and time spent is what I enjoy bringing to other people through the handcrafted pieces of art I send off into the world. I thought was a beautiful way to put it. Um, Thanks. And you said that you you started working in ceramics when you were studying at Armstrong and you started in 2012, is that right? Okay, so I liked, first of all, that it it puts you in like a certain time period of Savannah that it was Armstrong then, which I love. (laughs) I think I was like the last graduating class. I graduated in 2015 okay. the winter, so I think that might have been the last or like before the last. Got yeah. Were you in that building downtown on the park or was it out in Southside then? It was out on Southside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you never got to experience that white mansion uh-uh, downtown? No. <laughs> I don't even know when that was, when it was in the white mansion. Yeah. I lived, the first time I lived in Savannah was 2005 to 2010 and it was in the white mansion so it that would have been incredible I guess you just missed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um is that so did you had you lived in Savannah before that or did you move here for Armstrong um I grew up in Effingham County in Rankin Georgia so oh. only 30 minutes away so it just seemed fitting to just stay in town kind of in town essentially I didn't move too far did- I was commuting for a while for like the first two years, and then I like lived, moved into moved to Savannah. I don't know when I was twenty, so okay. <laughs> twenty one, I think actually. But yeah, did you grow up coming to Savannah much? Um, a little bit, yeah, because Pooler wasn't like a thing yet, so yeah. you always just went to Savannah or downtown to like hang out. And then um, when you first, so when you moved here, you were sort of halfway through your degree. What was your sort of first impressions of living here? Uh, well, I lived on Southside, which I always wanted to move downtown. Yeah. But um, looking back, I'm really thankful I lived on Southside because I probably wouldn't have finished school because oh. I probably just would have been really distracted. <laughs> and also, I lived like a less than a mile from the school, so it was just really easy yeah. for you to get there and to do like studio stuff. If I lived downtown, I probably would have like missed classes a lot. Yeah, you just would have been wandering around taking photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which was 
part of my major, but. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the idea of, I guess, commuting all the way out the south side for school would be hard to make yourself do that. It is, because living downtown now, um, I find it very hard to go to south side for any reason. Like, it's a day trip. It's Yeah. Like, I have multiple errands to run, and yeah. <laughs> I feel that way, too. I feel very happy that you said that. Yeah, no, it's, like, such a thing. And I feel like everyone in their little pockets, like, when I lived on the South Side, it seemed like such an adventure to come downtown. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny how, um, like, if you live in a big city or just somewhere larger, that every to go anywhere takes maybe like thirty minutes or forty five mm-hmm. minutes, and then after you're here for a while, the idea of driving for fifteen minutes or twenty minutes Literally. seems daunting. It, the yeah. whole thing just gets shrunken down. And it's crazy. I after college, um, when I graduated, I actually spent like six months working in Alaska at a brewery. And I lived two hours from, like, a major store. Like, there was, like, you could buy snacks and stuff at, like, the gas stations where I lived. But, like, driving in two hours, it was nothing. I was like, all right, I'm going to storage next week. Like, who wants to come with me? And then, like, five or six people would go. And you'd have these, like, trips into town. And it was nothing. You would do it all the time. And it did not matter. How did you – so, from Georgia, you – went to Alaska for a job in a brewery? How did that Yeah. Um, I just thought that you were studying abroad. It felt like it, because it was just, like, in a different world. Yeah. But, yeah, I just needed a something different to try something new. So, um, yeah, I went to Alaska to just work at a brewery, and that's, like, all I did, which was okay. nice. And took photos and stuff. And, yeah, I was like, going to ask if you did Just did art stuff there. like that. Yeah, and it's funny. I actually, so I did film photography in college. Oh. And I have a bunch of, I have like probably a couple rolls of film that I have not developed what? from when I was in Alaska oh because gosh. I don't know where to go get it developed. That like they might like, like the nice like, by now. I like truly though they really might have. I mean they stayed in the canister, so <laughs> I don't know. I might do that one day. I feel like that could be a whole that could be a whole art exhibit where you like. <laughs> get them developed like people are there yeah. to see them developed and you're experiencing them at the same time too and the whole thing is like a performance that's art that's true that's a not a bad idea I, I wish there was like places like get it developed I'm sure like, I mean you could mail it off I'm sure they still have yeah. that right yeah. yeah I mean doing it myself but yes I oh, yeah. can probably I wish I could do it yeah. myself here but I don't so when you okay so when you were going to Armstrong um, and I did want to ask you in, in your bio online you talked about that like in your first class the pottery wheel was really hard and you did not think you were going to be going in that direction and then the second class the pottery wheel clicked for you yeah so you you were setting out to be a fine art major of some kind yeah well originally I was art education and then I um wanted to take more studio classes because I actually didn't even do art in college or I mean in um in high school I like didn't do any art at all so I just really didn't have that much experience and then when I went to college, um, decided I was going to be an art education, but then I wanted to take more studio classes and get more experience in different fields. And I was like, I can always go get a certificate of teaching if I want okay. and do that if I really want to teach. So you could, so from high school, you had not done any studio art and then yeah. you start college intending to do art education and you were going to take some studio classes just to understand mm-hmm. the making of a bit. Mm-hmm. And then like right and away, you're I like, just, actually, I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. like, I'm just going to do this. And if I want to go back and do education or, um, I know in some state, like I think in Georgia, you can just go get a certificate of teaching. I mean, it's still like yeah. testing and like yeah, you things you have major. to do. You can't, yeah, but you can, if, 
you can get a job teaching in your field that's that so, you're educated in. It's really interesting that you started out in studio just for like a little extra bit of mm-hmm. enriching and yeah. then went into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I have kind of a dumb question, but I've always wondered about this. Is there a difference between saying something is ceramics versus pottery or like saying somebody is a ceramicist versus a potter? Um, I feel like the difference is it's pottery is to me in my head thrown on a potter's wheel and whereas ceramics is more of like hand built okay. or it can be like decorative kind of stuff. Um, um yeah, I feel like that's the biggest Okay. Is there difference like, maybe? Is there a schism amongst artists of what they want to be called like is one considered to be better I don't think so I don't think so but I do think sometimes especially like starting out people will be like um people will like learn ceramics and take like a class and then like people just like want to do the pottery wheel like it's like such a deep need for people when they're like first starting out they're like I just want to do the pottery wheel because of the movie ghost probably probably some of that and then it just seems like I don't know what, like, I don't really know. Like, it just seems like you see people do it and it's so impressive. And then you're like, I want to do that. Okay. But it's pretty, like, I don't know. It's pretty hard to learn. Like, I did not, like, how I was, like, I'm going to do sculpture because the wheel was so hard for me. Yeah. So, so hard. And I even see people in, like, beginner classes at this um, studio that I go work at, uh, Savannah's Clay Spot, I'll see like new students. I'm just like, wow, they are getting it so much more than I remember. Really? Like, it was so hard for me. Yeah. And like, I have also like sometimes I've used like clays that were not really good. Like, I understand more yeah. now. Like, I would like try to use like recycled clay to throw on the wheel, which right. is just so and then much it just harder. Falls like, yeah. yeah, it's just so much harder. It's way better to use. That kind of clay for like hand building and right. stuff. And you have to use, so the, it's already hard enough. You have to like set yourself up for success. Yeah, using great material. Yeah, yeah. That is the thing I've read. So interesting. Somebody who was writing about when you're first becoming an artist, and at the beginning, it's very frustrating because you have a certain level of taste or like a certain design skill in your head of what you want your piece to end up looking like, mm-hmm. but you're not technically good enough to like paint it to look like that and so you're producing these things that aren't as good as what you want and it's really frustrating and you have to like if you're gonna make you know a lot of people maybe quit mm-hmm. but you have to push through and then eventually technically you'll be able to paint the thing yeah. that you envisioned you wanted to yeah, do yeah absolutely yeah which I can really see <laughs> what is it do you think something finally clicked for you um to get the wheel honestly so I took the ceramic sauce and then I took pottery one like or which I think was just like the wheel class or took the wheel one class. Um, and that was like, that was still pretty hard. And um, I feel like trimming the bottom of the pieces and doing like the foot ring on the bottom was so difficult for me. And then honestly, like looking at the pieces, they're probably fine from that class. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember if I still even have anything from that time, but when I took pot the wheel, the second wheel class, it was so much, um, I, once I understood trimming is when it clicked. Like when I was able to do that and center it again, like it like clicked in my brain. And I remember my first critique in that class, I had like 15 finished pieces Mm -hmm. 
And um, prof- uh, Mr. Jensen, a professor, was like, what grade do you think you would have, like, with all this? And I was like, probably, like, a, like a C plus. Or, and he was just like, no, this is, like, an A. Like, no. you have, like, the most stuff. <laughs> like, you worked so hard in yeah. just the first, like, two or three weeks. And I was just like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it was just, like, it's just funny because people will, like, rate themselves lower than what they Yeah, you were trying should. to be honest. Yeah, right. exactly. And I was just like, saying. Yeah. What is it when you refer to trimming? Is that so? So you do something on the wheel and you come up with this shape. Is it that the bottom isn't flat and you have to? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever you want to do to the bottom. And usually, I always wait like twenty four hours to trim the bottom because um, it needs to be like a certain level of dryness. Um, and with the studio I go to, it's not like open like twenty four hours or anything. So I'll like usually like throw one day. And then, like, let them dry, and then the next day I'll trim the bottoms, and that's, like, that, like, foot ring you get, and it's really partly there. I, it's partly there because, um, like, you need a spot that's not glazed, so it doesn't stick on the kiln shelf. okay. Um, so, yeah, you, like, wax that when you go to glaze it. Is that the thing where you have that wire, like, Mm. it's like a... Like, that's like garrot a person with <laughs> yeah. like wire through. that's like the um yeah that's what you used to like take it off the back which um and they have like really cool ones now where um they will have like some kind of like design on them so when you take it off the bat it's like already kind of trimmed for you almost it's huh. like this like zigzag pattern oh, they're, cool. they're pretty cool yeah I, yeah I like this because I feel like I you know kind of roughly keep up with developments in new kinds of paints and surfaces mm-hmm. but I did not know that there were developments in the wires yes for <laughs> um so okay so you finished your degree is it called studio art or is your degree um bachelor's in fine arts okay. which my because Armstrong didn't have like a degree in ceramics or right. anything like that so that seems like they'd be um, asking for a lot yeah, yeah I yeah I don't even they probably don't have a whole lot of specialization yeah. in that and then my focus is in ceramics and then it was also darkroom photography, but that's oh, yeah. really just what I did, like, in my, like, final like, thesis show or whatever. So. I really miss it. I, I had, um, in high school and then again in college, it was, like, yeah, long enough ago that it was darkroom photography. Mm-hmm. And I, I miss that so much, and I miss, like, the part where you, the hardest part for me was when you have your hands in that black bag. Yeah, And yeah, you're trying yeah. to take the film off out of the canister and oh put it out the Yeah, we had, like, hard. dark closets that you would go into. Oh, okay. Too. Like, there was a bag you could do. Yeah. But that was always harder than just going in a completely pitch black closet. But then that was also, like, terrifying to go in this <laughs> dark closet <laughs> into a dark, like, you're going into a dark room into yeah. an even darker closet. Yeah, into a pitch black. Like, this is so. so much of darkroom photography is just, like, the setup for a horror movie. Basically. basically I'm just like, I'm in the Why are there not the more movies? It's midnight. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was. I, I wish in Savannah. I mean, I, there's just this one um, clay place, right? The Savannah clay spot mm-hmm. to go to. But yeah, there's no. There's no darkroom photography yeah. places to oh go as a co-op. How cool would that I know. be? I know it would be awesome. I think about it. Like, yeah. A couple times a year. I'm trying to everybody so that I interview. Basically, cool. I'm trying to plant seeds in everyone's mind to be Let's like, all get together. Let's start. Yeah. This. Yeah. I, mean, I thought sulfur was doing something very briefly before COVID yeah. where you could get film, you could go and develop film, which isn't quite the same as developing the prints, but like yes. it's something. So then half of it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And, um, but I 
feel like like once the pandemic happened, I think everyone just yeah, like everything just like fell and it was it's true. It's taking years for people to kind of yeah. get back on track of what yeah, their great plans were. I thought that was such a cool idea. And yeah. also, I feel like I dreamed it or something. So I'm like, did that really happen? You probably just hallucinated it. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I, I really thought it was a thing. Was like, That's such a good idea. Maybe I'm manifesting. I'm like, this seems to be a thing we do. If I mean, honestly, if there was any center in town that's probably like ready to do it, it would be sulfur. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so in your in your um, in your pottery, you in, in your bio, you talk about how you got really into surface decorating um, and. Your pottery, it's all, it's very beautiful. It's a combination of, um, some of it is like, like painted or illustrated on, and some of it is 3D elements that mm-hmm. are kind of like collaged on, and then some of it is cutouts into the piece, which mm-hmm. I think I love seeing, it's like these three aspects or different ways of decorating on the surface. Yeah. I love that you have all three of those. Yeah. Um, I, in college, started doing like the, like, it's funny thinking, I don't even think I have anything from back then but when I look back at it or like think back on it I just how far I've come in the carving Uh. aspect because I would like carve pieces but they all it didn't like flow together in a design that like made sense it was just all these bits and pieces like yeah yeah, kind of just everywhere um but I love the the carving is probably my favorite to do yeah that's interesting to think about that yeah I mean that a lot of people maybe they do the piece and like you you know you throw it and you form it and like that's enough and you glaze it and try not to like break it when it mm-hmm. fires but and then you have this whole extra step of like the design of it in this three D and the round thing yeah is a whole extra thing to do yeah yeah and um yeah in college I feel like I was just so focused on getting things like out that I didn't focus ne- necessarily on like the whole aspect of the yeah. design being together so. So when you finished your degree, were you like at the level of kind of just starting to do these surface designs? Oh, um, was that what got better for you after college? Yeah, I was definitely at the beginning stages, but a lot of it is stuff I've built on pretty much like my last, like my last, um, I guess my art show, like, um, my final show at Armstrong, it's like what you do at the end of your BFA essentially um, was a lot like very similar to the stuff I do now but I've really like it's definitely like the beginning stages of that but I'm still really proud of like that work like I don't like a lot of my stuff in college I'm like okay I've built on it very well but like that I'm like no that was really good enough yeah you had already started like yeah so I've gotten like a pretty good grasp of it but now it's like I've added different textures and I like that better but also things are like just like you change so much like I feel like from like this year to like last year my stuff is like so different because I'll be like oh here's this new thing I haven't tried like let me try this yeah. so I mean, and the what you're decorating your pieces with it's a lot of uh kind of florals and botanical kind mm-hmm. of designs and then you talk about art deco what is it about art deco that appeals to you um I think I more more so like the um like the straight lines and the patterning um and I feel like I don't even do like there was like a phase where I was doing like more art deco patterns on top of other patterns mm-hmm. which I do really like the idea of combining like multiple patterns like I love like floral floral and like stripes together 
is I just I love that yeah. like element so then or I'll do like I did one piece that was like polka dots with like a flower design on top of that and I really like like adding this out so I wouldn't even yeah. do so much like the art deco is not as much as a style I do as much anymore as I got really into yeah, yeah I got really into it for a minute and then like moved on to more like stripe patterns and um different stuff what kinds of media what what do you look at to get inspired for designs? um a lot I get inspired from clothes a lot like I'll look at um people's um yeah people's clothes like I've taken pictures of people's like shirts at work and oh like, yeah hey, let me take a picture yeah. of that please it's yes I mean it's amazing <laughs> just fabric design yeah. can be so cool for yeah. any other art mm-hmm. and yeah I love the combination of different like fabrics and stuff like that um also currently I've been obsessed with like nail art oh. and I get a lot of inspiration from looking at different nail art yes yeah. <laughs> so, like I also love little mini things yeah like, I do like mini pottery as well and um so I just feel like nail art is just like little pictures on nails yeah <laughs> like sometimes yeah. and there it's yeah to think about how precise you can be yeah down to something like that yeah <laughs> and then Pinterest I get, I just look at patterns on Pinterest for long periods of time cool. so <laughs> <laughs> do you have a preference between like when you're working on pieces and some of them are you're you know drawing the design on them and like you said some of them is like little 3d pieces built up like actual leaves and flowers and then some are cutouts mm-hmm. is there anything of that like does just different moods on different days that you feel like doing or do you kind of work in series of things together um sometimes I actually I'm I want to get better at this um working on series of things together because I think it would make my workflow yeah so much better um but mostly when I do decorative stuff I'll do it like maybe three or four at a time and I'll make like like I do these like tarot card mugs that I really like and so I'll like throw the mugs one day trim them another and then maybe add the handles that day and then I will add the then I will kind of work on those four mugs kind of at the same time but I'll probably finish one mug and then work on the next one I'm not doing like the same process on things oh yeah like an assembly line which would make my life a lot easier if I did that why do you think you're not doing that um I I don't know I think um sometimes I really need to finish a thing I really need to finish it to move on because I'll get I just feel like I'll get distracted and then um not get back to it like I'm working on this um I'm working on like a picture right now with these flowers on it and I cannot work on anything else but that picture but I'm gonna do a mug with that same like design so I'm like it would be so much easier if I also worked on this mug at the same time but I just can't because I'm afraid if I do, I will not go back to this picture. Oh. And I'll just like... Yeah, that is funny. If you're doing sort of... If it's like the same design that you're doing on two pieces. Yeah, but it probably makes sense. Don't feel like you'd finish both. Yeah. I'm like afraid. I, I probably would. I'm just afraid I won't. Is it like, because a long time ago in college you wouldn't? Yeah, so it's probably the sculpture thing. Like how I just wouldn't finish yeah. sculptures. And so now you I'm like... You PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> like essentially... Maybe um, and should. also I have a lot of things I don't finish or like I'll get a lot of ideas like I really want to like try to make lamps and I also oh. want to make incense burners oh, yeah. um 
and those are two projects and then there's like this other project I'm starting to work on for somebody and so I'm yeah focusing on this picture project not working on all the other projects because I'm afraid if I start doing like the incense burner thing I'll like get halfway through and then be like okay now I'm going to try this light idea and then I just have this trail of projects <laughs> is the picture taking a really long time? It is. It's, I mean, it's taken me like a month, so it seems like a really long time. But I've done a few other. I've thrown yeah. stuff since then, so it's not like just this one thing. It's just the shape of it is so new and weird that it's taking No, forever. it's just like it has all these like sculpted flowers, which I don't do as often. Oh, wow. But I really, really love it. It just takes um, a lot more time. Yeah, so. it sounds like a really... This is a commission that you have for someone? No, it's not even it's a commission. Like, oh, it's just like a personal... You just like to do it. January is like my personal project time. So yes. like, yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is taking the entirety of January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Absolutely. I'm almost done with it. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, um... This sounds like a, this is a good time. We'll take a little break. And again, I'm here with Ashley Haddy of Pashley Pottery, and we will be right back. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Trees are one of Chatham County's most treasured natural resources. Beyond their beauty and cultural significance, The impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding, spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience. Trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. More information is available at savannatree.org. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we're a voice for the community. It also means that we're counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to WRUU.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 FM. Hey everyone, welcome back to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey and I'm here with Ashley Havy of Pashley Pottery. So much alliteration out of it. <laughs> um, okay, so at the break we were just, we'd gotten into where you were finishing your degree and sort of the, the like level that you'd gotten to with your work and getting into the surface decorating. And I'm curious how your transition from when you graduated, did you just immediately move into like continuing to make your ceramics and trying to sell it? No, I think I took like a year and a half two year break maybe 
um, because I graduated in 2015, like that December, and then that's the summer of 2016, or that like April, I went moved to Alaska for like six months, okay. I spent like a summer there, and it was like adult summer camp, like it was just That's so life-enriching, like, I mean. It, it really amazing. was. I recommend everyone like find a seasonal job, because that's what it was, like yeah. a seasonal job, um, so there's like a lot of people doing that. Um, and I mean, this place was only open during the summer, so, um, cause it's too cold in the, in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that. And then when I came back in like the fall of 2016, I didn't really have anywhere to like work out of that felt um, like, I didn't know where to get clay from, like, to work on. I didn't have a way to fire it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. like, and I, at first was living in Pooler for a couple months, and then moved to Savannah, and I think I lived here for, like, a year before I started going to Savannah's clay spot, and, um, I took a class there just, um, because, like, to get, like, familiar with the studio, like, it's yeah. always helpful to, like, take a class, and that yes. was fun and um, was the studio new or had it been no it had been open for a while like okay. I think it's been open for like 11 or 12 years oh that's maybe great at this point okay I'm not not positive but um but yeah I love going there and I just started um yeah just doing stuff there she yeah. fires everything and then I didn't really start working from a home studio until maybe like a year or two and now I have like a my own wheel yeah and I have a very tiny jewelry kiln um at my house so that's um nice I can fire like up to like three mugs (laughs) so it was kind of 2017-ish and you just sort of gradually got back into making things yeah yeah gradually it became a business where you were selling I was working at Moon River at the time also so they had like at the time, like, an upstairs space. I don't know if they still even do yeah, this. Yeah, they would do but painting, like, yeah, arches Yeah, they would do, there. like, arches up there. Like, they had a couple that, like, SCAD students did shows. And then one day we were talking, and um, someone, one of my managers was like, you should do one here. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And so put together some stuff and then, like, had a little art show there, which was really fun. And I feel like that kind of, like, kicked off, like, me really going, like, diving deep into it okay so that was I'm curious okay I'm curious about the upstairs and moon river for two reasons mm-hmm. first of all it's supposed to be super haunted <laughs> yes did any of your ceramics get no I was about to say all my ceramics survived um <laughs> I think I might have even only had it up for like the show like it wasn't even some it was like kind of a one night thing okay. and um so yeah, everything survived. If I'd left it overnight, who yeah. knows? And then my second <laughs> question is, I imagine it's very hard to, but you kind of answer this because it's one night. If you had an ongoing show to get people to like go upstairs to see something, yeah. just from a business standpoint. I, well, so they do allow like, I mean, at the time, if you were, if you were serving like a table and it was really slow and they had like one or two tables you could take people up there to like uh, kind of like let them see it and take pictures people really like the customers them. that you were waiting yeah on. yeah it's but you funny. only really did it was very like like it depended on like where that server like not everyone would do it right. like so is that okay so now do you do your ceramics full-time not full-time no um i 
I, for a while, was really like, I don't know if I'd ever want it to be full-time because I don't want to lose, like, the love for it of, like, being stressed about being able to, like, yeah. make my bills. Um, but it does allow me a lot of freedom with when pottery itself. Like, I, a lot of the times it just funds that passion, which I'm totally fine with it doing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else do you work with? Um, I also, I work at a public kitchen and bar. Oh, okay. um, also, which I really, I like doing the both. I get to like talk to people and like sometimes get to tell people about my art there too yeah. and like tell people about art shows going on around town, which yeah. is like tourists and stuff. I will sometimes do That's that. That's nice. It keeps you in your right downtown. So you're yeah. kind of in the Savannah thing. Yeah. And it's not far. So yeah. <laughs> do you, so um, at the Savannah Clay Spot, can you, if you're not taking a class there, is it like, do you sort of have a membership and then you're able so, to come and go how you want? When you take a, you take a class there and then you can, um, once you've taken a class, which you do have to take a class to be able to do the open studio, but then you can do open studio, um, and you can sign up for all that on her website too, which is really great. Um, yeah. makes it easy now. Um, and then you can buy like the extra clay to work on like oh, during okay. your open studio time. Um, and that is from like Mondays to Fridays and I do actually work there on like a couple days of the week like like kind of monitoring the open studio it's yeah. really just like being there and yeah like, <laughs> yeah that's it it's almost like like a cut like you're sort of working off your it's, fees or whatever essentially yeah. yeah so as far as like the pieces that you're making so I saw on your website you have these very tiny pots mm-hmm. which is really cute how did yeah. that come to be well I really love tiny things and um I don't know I guess I just yeah I just really was like I want to do small versions of big things yeah. like um, and they're like an inch or two yeah they're in either direction yeah basically are they're those small. thrown on a wheel or? yeah they are they're thrown off the hump which is like throwing like a big like with a big piece of clay but then you just throw off the top part of it which makes it a little easier for centering than like having to center a really big piece of clay. You can just center okay. just the top part and just uh-huh. throw that. So you that you come up with like whatever tallness of vase and then you just cut off the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and also I have a mini wheel, which is actually really hard to use. Uh-huh. It's way harder than like a big wheel because the pressure like can of your finger can like stop the wheel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know, it's like battery run or something <laughs> essentially, but. It's still just, like, a novelty to have. It's, like, fun. Yeah. I like and that's... So, you... you Yeah. Some of your time you spend at the clay spot, and then you also have a room in your home that's your studio. Mm-hmm. What are the tasks that you do in your home studio? Um, I do a lot of the painting in the home studio. I will carve, but it's just so much messier, and I'm not as, like, clean, like, where I want... I will just sweep every day. Like, I don't... Yeah. I mean, I'm a clean person, but I don't, like, to have to sweep to feel the like studio every day because you shouldn't have just like clay dust like just chilling so yeah. um because it's not good to breathe in so you should sweep it every day um and then another product you have I know you have it's they're ceramics but they're earrings and necklaces mm-hmm. and I'm curious about this because I feel like in the past maybe I've hit sort of a rut with selling art and then felt frustrated like I've been get you know somebody would advise me oh you should just do your art as jewelry and then people will buy it because mm-hmm. women are always buying jewelry and I've really dug my heels in because I've been like no I want to do art like why should I have to make it into yeah. jewelry for people to buy it yeah. so I wondered if you had any feelings about that um so it's funny because 
I feel like I had this conversation with a jewelry artist where they used to do ceramics, but they started making jewelry because they would go to like markets and pop-ups and see how well the jewelry artists would do. So I totally get that sentiment of being like, but I don't want to do that. Like, this is what I want to do. But um, I really want to get like, I don't know. I Well, for one, it's just an excuse for me to paint tiny things, okay. which is also yeah. fun for me. I that love tiny things. That works for you. you and I get a lot of inspiration for that with like looking at nail art because it's just tiny on tiny. <laughs> and I'm just like, I really like it. Um, but another one was I, but at first I didn't even think my jewelry was selling that well to be like, this is like supplementing making like mugs and stuff because it like, wasn't but I'll go through it'll go through phases where the jewelry does really well and there's like markets where I don't sell like any jewelry oh, um partly I do also think it's like a lower price point so that's another thing that I like wanted to have like lower price point stuff than like the bigger pieces yeah. um but yeah was it interesting so for jewelry I can imagine also like Maybe the first round of jewelry you make, you don't invest a whole lot of money into the ear wires and the mm-hmm. chains because you're just starting, but it's like not great quality and it turns green or something. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it, you have to like make this jump and start buying yeah. really good chains and stuff. Has that been a thing? So it's, that's really funny you say that because that's actually, that has been my experience. Um, I'm not saying like, I don't know if that's everyone experiences, but I used to get chains from like Michaels and stuff, which yeah. probably is not the best quality, um, but also... I thought I think the prices that I was selling it for reflected that like you're essentially paying for the pendant itself or like the earring itself and not necessarily the like pro like the material the metal material but I have started um looking for different chains and stuff like on Etsy and I've like kind of went through this phase of just ordering like a foot of a bunch of different also I did Uh, not understand what the measurements for like what 1.2 millimeter meant in chain form at all and so then I would order like feet of chains and be like okay this size is 1.2 by this and it was like a really big learning curve when it came to chains it's a whole different field yeah it was it was a lot um (laughs) but now I feel like I'm at the point where I really trust the one the person I did find that I, I get most of the chains from like the same person yeah, on yeah. Etsy and I'll like sprinkle in some other stuff here and there but I just really love her quality and um so I've started charging a little more yeah, the that's great. to that account sense. for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in your like version 2.0 yeah where yeah it's good materials nice. <laughs> exactly which I do think I, I like making I'm more of an earring girl myself than necklaces so yeah I make a lot more earrings than necklaces anyways but um did you yeah. have to buy little tiny pliers and things like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, it's it's funny, yeah, because I've always, I feel like, had, like, stuff like that, just, like, you collect things like that from art school, even, just, like, you all of a sudden have flyers, but, so I've grown that collection of, like, okay. <laughs> flyers and stuff that I've used, yeah. Um, I have always been curious about with ceramics where, like, for fine art, you know, you do a painting, and there's a certain amount of time that it takes, and you sell the painting, and then the prints are, like, you're just keeping money, keeping mm-hmm. money making making money off the prints and it's so easy but with ceramics every single piece is so much time and effort and then how do you come up with how hard has it been for you to come up with prices that are like you're getting paid enough for it but people will actually buy it yeah I um 
I feel like I don't. I think I'm underpricing myself 100%, but, like, it's, it also really depends on where you live, um, and the area. Like, I feel like for where I live, maybe I'm, uh, I can be on the higher end of, like, expensive, but at the same time for, like, things, like, when you're making it, when you're in it, you're like, this is taking me so much time. This is going to be, like, $500. And then, like, at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I can't charge $500 right, for right. this. Like, I would love to, but <laughs> it's, it is, I, it's very hard to come up with prices. Um, it's been easier for my jewelry because I feel like I can, like, batch a ton of it, and it's, yeah. like, I don't charge as much because I don't have to charge as much. Like, people, I've had people be like, you should charge more for your jewelry, and then I'm like... I feel like I really like where it's at fine, because yeah. it's like, it's, it's fine. I'm doing fine on that, but. What are the, the products? Like, so yeah, you do a lot of mugs is, yeah. and I guess mugs is a thing where people are only going to be paying a certain amount yeah, for it. Exactly. And that, like, that's a lot of, like a lot of things, like somebody's only going to pay like so much for a bowl or so much for, especially, yeah, like mugs or even like berry bowls, which berry bowls take forever oh, really then cut out designs. yeah then like you look at it and it maybe doesn't look like it takes a really long time I feel to attach oh. two handles and then put all these holes and then you need to smooth them out and make sure they're good and then when you glaze them you have to clean the holes out or the glaze might close up oh, that hole wow. so you just have to like be just mindful of it yeah interesting um Attaching and handles that's in general is yeah, like attaching right? one handle, it's like oh my gosh, but attaching two, it's like wow. That's yeah, you never, you never. Think yeah, about it. like for ceramics, that's the hard part. Is yeah, <laughs> and I undercharge for my um, variables than what they should be for sure. Yeah. I feel like my mug prices, I like where they're at, um, but they are not for everyone. Like I don't think anyone, everyone, like. People look at some of them are like seventy to eighty dollars, yeah. but they also have like gold luster, which is real like twenty two karat gold. It goes on in a third firing. I have to wear a mask wow. to put it on because it's toxic, and so there's like a lot going into that. Yeah, yours are on the so, more elaborate side. Yeah, like so you I, mentioned the uh, tar- the tarot mm-hmm. or the horoscope ones, mm-hmm. and I know. Design wise, there's a lot going on with that. So yeah, yeah, and that's the ones I've been doing a lot of like gold too lately, and yeah. I I love the way they turn out, but they're like price wise not for everyone. Someone will pick it up and be like, wow, seventy dollars, that's expensive. And it's like, yeah, I know. I've also played, paid like maybe it's because I know the work that goes into it, but I've paid ridiculous amounts for mugs. Yeah, <laughs> that people would be like, what? But it's just what but I love, and I know, it. yeah, yeah, and it's worth it. Do you feel like, is that kind of the direction you want to stay in is doing these more elaborate things or do you have, do you feel like you want to incorporate in your business a tier? Yeah, I do want to do like a tier of like, um, and I have ideas because I'm very specific about what I want them to be. I don't want them to just be like mugs that are just glazed. I have very specific idea um, and clay that I want to use, which requires me to do it more out of my home studio because it's not like a white clay. I do want to actually in the new year start using more porcelain just because like I just want to try something new. Oh yeah. And I do my jewel. Most of my jewelry is in porcelain clay, um, which yeah, I just really love how like white the porcelain clay is. Yeah. Even the clay I use now, I can see it still has like a creaminess to compared to the porcelain. Yeah. But. Um, so that's yeah. so going forward, you're going to do more of your, the 
mugs and bowls and things, I guess that'll hold it down where you're not doing as much decoratively on them. Cause what's the point of painting the whole thing? If, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Or even like carving and leaving the white is just so nice. Oh yeah. So that's mm-hmm. kind of sort of a new design wise mm-hmm. direction you're going mm-hmm. in. And then yeah. as far as items that you're making, you, you kind of dabble in, you have some, um, is it like, is it mobiles or like chimes or something? Um, you, you your site? no. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing like the, I call them like chandeliers, but yes. they're like, yeah, they're, um, just like small little hanging, like light catchers yeah. almost. Um, yeah. And I, I love making those. Um, you do yeah. a real variety of objects and then you mentioned you're working on a picture right now that's taking you forever. It's like your magnum opus. <laughs> yeah. And then you want to do, what was it, like little incense holders? Yeah, I really want to do reverse incense, like flow um, little burners, which like when you put it in, it looks like a waterfall going down. They look so cool. Wow. And I really want to like try making some. I've had that idea for a really long time. Um, and I actually feel like this spring I'm going to slow down on doing as many markets. I say that like every spring. Yeah. Because I want to like focus on doing other projects and doing bigger stuff like that. But um, How frequently yeah, do we'll you see. do a market? Not, I feel like compared to some people, not that much. Like I have like, I'll do like three or like one a month or two a month. I feel like two a month, but then like when it's like, November, I feel like I'm doing one every weekend. Or oh, October, wow. I'm doing one every weekend. Yeah. But do you do so you do indoor and outdoor shows? Mm-hmm. How has it been for you, like setting up, designing your space with a tent? And mm-hmm. you know, for ceramics, it's different than paintings. You need pedestals and like surfaces. Yeah, and yeah. I have it set up now. Like one of my best purchases when I first started out was I had gotten these like crates that look pretty like kind of rustic, and I could. It's great because I can like stack them into each other and then I can put pottery into it and then I just have like these stands that I just put on top of tables I do want to build myself like a little shelf for markets also because I don't have any shelving but then in my head I'm always like do people see the bottom shelf like what it's like you know, like, is it better to have tables with, like, stuff on top? So. Yeah, and also, you never know, like, there could be a dog or a child. If something's really low down, yeah. is what could happen. Yeah. 100%. And I have had people, like, like kids break stuff. Yeah. Things are wild at markets. I've seen a dog sniffing around yeah. and then, like, lift its leg on someone's tablecloth. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. You never know. I feel like that happened to me at a market once. Yeah. Like, with my tent. Like, I think a dog peed on it. But I, like, didn't <laughs> see it happen, so I wasn't sure. I just walked it. <laughs> You're like, I suspect. Yeah, I suspect. <laughs> and it was, like, overnight for a day. So, like, who knows what happened overnight. Yeah. I would imagine for me, if I do a market, like at the end of the day, if you know you've sold a lot of things and then packing up, it's noticeably lighter is such a good That's feeling. So I can imagine for ceramics, it really makes a difference if you sold <laughs> a lot. Because you have to wrap everything. Yeah. You have to wrap it so specifically. So if yeah. you have a bad market and you're wrapping the same number of things at the end, that yeah. must feel awful. Yeah. I mean, it does. I really try not to. I At first it was so hard, but I feel like I try not to take it personally when I have it. It's just like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of don't travel too much for them. So as far as in Savannah, yeah, I kind of just do them really infrequently because mm-hmm. I never want to have the situation where like the same people are walking around and they yeah. come across my table and are like, ugh, it's that girl. That's like so I don't want true. them to have that reaction. But it's, I yeah. feel like that could be a bit of 
bit of imposter syndrome because <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'll do markets and even people who see me like a couple months before they're like oh my gosh I got something from you like I love seeing people at markets and they've like seen me before yeah. like know they my stuff us. and I'm just like oh my gosh yeah this is like yeah the thing I and I find also from selling at various shops downtown, when somebody sees you at a market and they're like, this is a great feeling. When somebody's like, oh, I bought this at a store and now yeah. this is, oh, that was you. So nice to yeah. find out you have a face. It's really sweet. Yeah. Are you selling anywhere um, in town? I infrequently put my jewelry at Super Bloom. Okay. And it's like really close to that. All right. So, so that's nice. where people can see. Yeah. yeah. And then I want, that's something I want to do this year and why partly why I wanted to pull back from doing so many uh, pop-ups because I do want to get my stuff more in more stores. Yeah. I've had a couple people reach out and someone reached out to me and I, I have to dig for my, through my email to find them, but I really want yeah. to, to be able to do that. And there was, um, locally made Savannah. I think oh, yeah. reached out. I still there. It's been going great. Yeah. And I really want to get, it's just the um, things like just take me so much longer. Like I almost get a little jealous of people who can like have prints. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Really wish I yeah. could. I wish it was like. It's so different. It's so different because I can't really maintain like, and I do sell on my website as well a little bit, but it's really hard to maintain even that in doing markets. So I really don't keep up with my website as much. Um, but I do really want to get in more shops and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but right now, so local people listening can go on your site. Yeah. And there is the yeah. shopping function. Mm -hmm. They can just check out. Yes. Um, yeah. And for pricing, I would think, is just even harder for ceramicists too. Because if you're selling in shops, you have to price it as such that you're only getting half of that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And I really want to change. That's another thing is my prices aren't really like equal to like what I could like my mugs sure but like other stuff that's lower price not really equal to like what I should be selling for commission yeah. or um wholesale prices um so that's something I think I need to change if I'm gonna be doing both yeah but, if you're gonna look at doing um, and you yeah so I guess you just really need to look at that new line that you're taking yeah. doing where you put a little less time into it and so you can yeah. price things more. Or just like doing fashion. the things that just take me less time. Like whenever I do anything with um like decal transfers that takes a little less time. Sometimes it feels like I'm cheating. Oh, but cool. it's just a tool so no, it's, it's a cool look. Yeah and I yeah I if I'm ever like a project's taking me a really long time I will just whip out like like, okay, I'm going to do this, like, one reason I like having the mini pots around is I'll be like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm working on this piece that's taking me, like, a really long time. I'm going to go make a mini pot and finish it and have one piece, like, finished yes. so I can just mentally feel that's great. better. And I usually it's, use decals because it's just, like, really easy. I think it's very smart. Yeah. And that's, yeah, partly why I have little pots around, too, because... <laughs> Yeah. I want to talk a little bit just about this whole aspect of like in ceramics that at the stage where you're firing things, sometimes things just like break or explode or crack. And that's a whole aspect yeah. to it that we as yeah. painters don't have to deal with. Can you talk a little bit about how, um, how often does that happen? So ceramic, I always say ceramics is just like really the art of letting go. And that's just like, you just have to like leave it to the universe and you do what you can to prevent it. Like, um, drying things slowly helps prevent cracking. Um, I've, I love seeing like little tricks that other artists do on like Instagram and stuff, but like plates have a really bad like cracking rate. They're like 
really hard. I don't make plates that often um, unless it's for like a planter, but drying them upside down can help prevent cracking because um, it helps prevent the air from getting to it so quickly. So it's more like the even drying, making sure the walls are even thickness, when you attach handles or anything really, making sure the both clays are the same dryness is like something to consider. Like you don't want to attach a, like a fair, like a normally like fairly leather hard wet handle to an almost like a really hard oh my dry God. cup, <laughs> which <laughs> I do a lot. Like it's like, and then you have to like hydrate it like enough and like spray it with water and make sure it gets back wow. to normal um but it's just stuff like you're just used to doing and thinking about so it's like i do all that like calculating value and like oh my god did you, you always finish your listing did you learn all this by the end of college or did it take even longer no just like even longer <laughs> wow. i mean the making sure you attach things at the proper like dry level was definitely something i learned in college for sure because um, that's something like drill into you and also you don't want things to be too thick like it can't be more than like two inches thick or it'll just never get dry in that center part and right. you can't really like you shouldn't fire things that are wet they have to be completely dry and then you fire it and then you get to glaze it and then you fire it again so you do have to there is like a a waiting period to make sure they're dry these are <laughs> and then it's like just the weather and the atmosphere and the climate you're in, how wet it yeah, is. Yeah, it definitely affects it. Like I like people like we're in really dry climates, like things will dry really quickly. And even like in the winter here, it's just like things seem to take forever to dry, which is yeah crazy but yeah, then also when it's humid things take longer yeah. I mean even when it's winter like, here it's humid it's always yeah, humid. It, that's true yeah <laughs> wow all these things you're listing this sounds like <laughs> I I'm like I'm like not a detail-oriented enough person to do this successfully this sounds insane for me I can't imagine like internalizing all this and being able to do it so I'm very in awe well even more in awe now it's definitely just things you just like pick up along the way it sounds when you put it in a list it sounds like a lot yeah but it's really just like not even things you always have to worry about like you don't often have to worry about your piece being two inches like too thick yeah to dry like that's normally not an issue so much except for like maybe when you're like beginning or doing sculptures you can maybe get like the micro pieces but yeah I, I mean I'm sure there's obviously aspects of when you're in painting and 2d art that we are just doing as far as like the paints we're using and then what we're painting on that there's mm -hmm. things that you know that you have to do to make it archival and ways to finish it to make it archival and then attaching yeah. the hanging apparatus yeah. that is natural to me and I don't think about but it still it's, does not feel like yeah. it's, it's not to the degree that you're talking about because also it's not just gonna like explode or fall apart you know and yeah that's the biggest thing I feel like when like the kind of biggest worry that you don't really have control over is one being at a public studio and like other people's pieces um, which accidents happen and especially when you have like all different kinds of levels so you just do what you can. Um, but the biggest thing I think is with um, glazing is where a lot of the like inconsistency happens because glazing is just like all these, it's like chemistry. It's just like all these yeah. different chemicals and silica 
that combine to like make this like glass coating that goes over your piece. Yeah. Um, so and that's each a, I have combination is different. very little understanding of like actual glaze chemistry. So yeah. But um, I buy a lot of like commercial glazes, and you just combine them. But then also lately, product like the getting the materials like certain companies are changing their materials because they can't get a material they need so they'll change the chemistry and it'll just be something similar so things might not necessarily turn out the way they always have turned out and you just have to always like test your glazes and stuff like that but then really it takes a certain personality to like be able to do this kind of art because I'm listening to this and I'm like oh my god this is my worst that's the part that's like that is the part (laughs) that's like you just written but most people don't know if it's turned out the way you want it that's the beauty of it you really just have to shift your mind and be like people don't know it was supposed to be this color and people love the color it is so I mean I might not love it because it's not what I wanted yeah but other people will Um, just to kind of end with Ashley, is there anything you want to tell us about what we can, where we can see you coming up? Do you have any markets booked or any um, new things that you want to tell us that you're working on to put it out there in the universe? Really? Hold yourself accountable. <laughs> I am working on something for the circle. Um, oh, the store? Yeah, the store. Oh. Um, so that's exciting. I don't necessarily need the accountability for that, but I am working on it. I feel like I need to, um like yeah in the beginning stages but um I do I am doing slam in April oh, which that's always such a fun yes market I I love doing slam um so I'm doing that's the only one I think I have set in stone right now okay which, great and we will yeah. I always post people's website and Instagram yeah so who can follow what you're up to yeah thank you this has been so fascinating and such a new field and like I said I think you're the first pretty sure you're the first uh, ceramicist that I've interviewed (laughs) so I love all just all the vocabulary and lingo yeah it's a lot it's a but just there's I mean even in like illustration so there's so many things I wouldn't understand so (laughs) yeah your whole the whole like the art of having to let go of the final yeah that's what we're that's what we're taking from it yeah essentially but I was going to say there are people, there are artists, ceramic artists out there who, like, they know what their glazes are going to do. Like, they have it down to such a science yeah. that I feel like all levels of ceramics are, like, so different. And, like, I feel like I'm in that middle level, right? Like, I yes. feel like that's the stage I'm at. I'm, like, really good at the surface design, and I have that part. I have my process figured out, but, like, when it comes to, like, other blazing stuff it's not my priority and right. some people it is their priority so it's just like different yeah I just had I to see that too that yeah. that's just not where you that's not where you put your time and yeah yeah, yeah so. totally. but it sounds stressful but it's it's not like stressful it's, it's all fun <laughs> you know, maybe someday I'll take a little beginner's class at the clay you spot should and you work absolutely on should let it go once you do it it's like and it's also such a meditation like when you throw to literally breathe like you're meditating and to focus on your breath and not on like and just like work through it and it anytime I do that it like helps so much yeah so I'm sure that'll help me yeah like you should it's so fun and it's not at all scary so (laughs) thank you all everyone this has been (laughs) Ashley Havy of Pashley Pottery and thank you so much for listening
Next up on WRUU, that old Savannah magic from 4 to 6 p.m. It's a variety show featuring Savannah history, radio theater, interviews, and music. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. 